Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. A system is a set of things or policies that are going to help you achieve your goal. Key things there, objectives. For you to have a system, you start with what? Objectives. You must know what you want to do. And those objectives lead you to certain tasks. When you know the tasks, then you design procedures. And if you're different people, you interrelate your procedures and you have a management system. Now, documenting them is very important. Because while you are away, no one else can do your work. Isn't it? Eh? Too busy, too busy. But when you go out, you can't go and leave. Because the man with the key has... <laughs> disappeared. Alright? So, and you're going to see that different companies have different objectives. So, systems might differ. But the principle is the same. Have them. The system in uh, Julius Coffee Shop will be based on his objective to serve 100 people a day. The system in Cafe Javas, which wants to serve 3,000 people a day, will be totally different. They might have the same need for systems, but they are totally different. The system to run America is different from the system to run Uganda. The system to run worship harvest is different from the system re required to run uh, Kawesa Ministries in a corner somewhere. Yeah? So the objectives determine the system because the tasks are totally different. In the work we do, we get exposed to different types of companies. When you go to company X, they'll tell you, okay, you're going to spray chemicals. We do fumigation services. You're going to spray chemicals we want you to give us the data sheets of those chemicals. We want you to tell us your control of any risks. We want you to tell us how you're going to manage your waste. Yeah? When I go to Evelyn's home, she'll just say, you come. Spray and you go. Different companies require different systems. Yeah? Uh, Japan, Japan is very uh, well known for systems. After the Second World War, of course, after a war, there's nothing working. So the U.S. and other countries decided to go and help Japan to build it up. Japan moved its economy back to where it was and more in a space of about 10 years or, so or less. Yeah? And they credit to one guy called Edward Demings. Demings was an American guy who was doing business consultancy, and they claimed the Americans were not interested in him. They sent him to Japan. When he went to Japan, the man turned around the country. Of course, he's one of the reasons Japan, they, he helped fast quicken the process of getting back to development. But all he did is came and gave them what they call total quality management systems. And they changed drastically. These were systems focusing on processes and people. And from that day on, Japan has gone. It became industrious. They started doing a lot of manufacturing and many other things. Toyota, for example. In comes Toyota. Toyota has developed its own system. They realized they need to reduce the waste and produce good and cheaper cars. They developed what they call linear management. Today it's called Toyota Production System. They developed their own system to be able to produce cars faster, cheaper, and better. Yeah? And many others. Six Sigma, Motorola designed their own system to make phones. Yeah? So different companies have different objectives, hence the requirement for different systems. Yeah? Let's look at God and systems. You know when you come to business garage, it's good to talk about God. Yeah? It's very important. <laughs> it's very important. People might think it's canoe. But there is no one who has designed systems like God. 
So God loves systems. No wonder successful businesses, you cannot be successful without a system. So let's look at some of our systems here. There's the nervous system, circulatory system, respiratory, skeletal, digestive, ETC. These are systems, six different systems working together to keep you alive. The things that happen in there you don't even know. You wake up, breathe, breathe out, go stretch your leg, eat. But the stuff that is happening behind there, you have no idea. Some people ask, should systems be complicated? Yeah. Should systems be complicated? Especially when you design systems and you have to write down different processes like we are going to see. But they say, this thing is too much. It's a lot. How can you have lots of documents? You know, when you breathe in air, stuff that happens out there is a lot. So we can't have a mediocre system. All you do is breathe in, breathe out. Isn't it? So we all normally say the customer should experience a simple system. When you drive by KFC, and you make your order. This, those, the guys behind you should peep in there. Moving, shouting, this, this, bring order, this. They deliver to you, come, but what's happening behind? You have no clue, yeah? So the customer should experience as simple a system as possible. But the stuff that are cooking out there, when you breathe in air, the, first of all, your, the, the, this, what is it called? The trucker and ETC, they, they first of all moisturize that passage for the air to pass so that it doesn't enter the body dry. Yes, you breathe in, quickly moisturize, go through the truck, larynx, pharynx, whatever, those inks is there. To the trachea, from the trachea to the bronchi, all moist. To the bronchioles or whatever. Eh? Alveoli. I did my research. Now when it reaches the alveoli, there are blood capillaries around the alveoli that quickly do the exchange. The body sends, the lungs release oxygen into the blood and carbon dioxide taken. Meanwhile, the diaphragm is on doing its job. It's like automated. Eh? You don't command it to, to, to expand and contract. Then it pushes the carbon dioxide outside. For you, all you've done is, but the stuff working behind there. So that's what systems are about. I will not talk about the digestive system. I went shopping this weekend. Yeah? Thanks to this man, Ronald, stand up. So, <clears throat> A few months ago, I've lost 14 kilos in three, in three months, thanks to Ronald. You know, we have a system that we don't know how to use. This man taught me about insulin and how it makes, helps you lose weight, how you have to reduce it. De, 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 de. Uh, an amazing system. Your body cannot eat up the fat when insulin is active. When you take in sugar, insulin kicks in automatically and starts to manage the sugar, put it in here, 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 what? In your muscles. For you, you're just eating Rolex. But stuff that's happening behind there. Yeah, mostly here. Yeah? This organizes the one pack. So your body is working on you. For you, you're eating sugar, what? So the system is there working to support your life, but you don't know. All you're doing is... So God loves systems, the systems you have, and human beings have not even exhausted what systems we have in our bodies and how they actually work. Yeah? So that's one, human body. And they are more, I think the most amazing system. Solar systems, we can talk a lot about that. Yeah? That thing works automatically. No one tells it what to do. So many stories. If the earth moved a bit, they say if the sun moved a bit of its axis of the earth, trouble, system failure. The ecosystem, that one we know. You eat, you release, the plants, uh, ETC, the rain. Yeah? All that is a system. 
No one commands anything. It is automated and it works. So as we are talking about these things, I want you to think about your business. Can your business operate like this? Can your business operate the way you breathe? Can it be working effortlessly, seamlessly, and simply? Yeah? Let's have, have that image as we talk. So imagine, if every seed decided when to die and germinate, he says, uh, for me, they brought me to Arua, I'm going to take two months. I will not germinate. The other one says, I want to quickly, let me do So you have plants, one grows in a week, the other one in a month, all those are systems. If your heart was not consistent, I will not talk about that. If sound waves moved anyhow, if the gestation period of animals varied, you, pl- you do your pig there, one today this thing is out, the other out there, you miss it, So if components of air varied, we'll be looking, where is more oxygen, you go, and be there, where is more, you know. So, all these things are designed to work in a certain way. So system failure leads to death. When you fall sick, that's a system failure. When there's no carbon, when there's no oxygen enough, that's system failure. So as our businesses are running, we need to remember that system failure leads to death. I found these two statements. Effective leaders have discovered that tasks are best accomplished and goals best achieved by organizing and implementing systems. In doing so, we are really imitating God who has a passion for order and harmony. God loves order, God loves harmony. Without systems, you can't achieve these two things. Right? <clears throat> Before we talk about systems, let's see the benefits. Consistent quality. With systems, you produce the same product and the same service. Yeah? You plant your maize, you're sure the stuff is going to come out the same. Everything is consistent. You breathe in, you breathe out the same carbon dioxide. You breathe in a certain quantity of oxygen, you breathe out. So you, you're, you're assured of the same product and the same service. If I go to Cafe Javas, I expect my food at a certain time, I expect a certain portion. If I go to KFC, now I'm talking about these restaurants because they're the ones that I know have some systems that we've experienced. Efficient use of resources, the ecosystem. If it was not planned that people eat a certain amount of food, a certain amount of oxygen is used, etc. We would have no resources to use. Yeah? Scaling and multiplying. It's impossible for you to scale and to multiply. If God did not design system for man to be born and be raised and die, there would, there would be no way we would be here. There would be no scalability of the human being. Yeah? Improved participation of teams. You remember the, the respiratory system, the digestive, etc. Those are teams working together. Embedded cultures, easy identification of issues. When you fall sick, you know the system failure. I can trace where the system has failed and curb it. Holiday, this one business people love, that people can actually go on holiday. God rested after doing, after the day God designed the systems. Yeah? So, even us need holiday, we need to rest. Some qualities of effective systems. One, they should be documented. They should be written down and approved by management. God's systems are written down. We are discovering, then we document. But for him, he knows. Yeah? So in your businesses, you must stipulate who does what, when, and how to the detail. Quality focus. They should be able to give you the right products that you promise the customer without defects. Uh, I think it's either, total, that either the Toyota system or the Motorola system. One of, them, one of those systems promises 99.6 efficiency in the product that you deliver. Yeah? And I think some of the phone companies picked up from Motorola. I mean, if you imagine you bought a phone today and the functions are different. Your phone and my phone, Nokia, what? But the di- functions are different. Responsibility, they should be assigned and trained to people. Everyone should know their responsibility. Then they should help you measure your objectives. They should be smooth and well-designed. 
They should have the right components. They should not be complicated, especially to the customer. If you can complicate your side as a user, well and good. But to the customer, you know when you go to start open a business and they tell you bring a form from URA, bring your NLC letter, all these documents, it's so complicated. Yet you can have a one-stop center with all those organizations behind working. So you go there and in 10 minutes you have your company registered. Yeah? So it should be very, very simple to the customer especially. And then integratable. They should work well with other systems. Biblical examples of systems. Luke 10.1, Jesus sent out his guys two by two advanced parties to preach the gospel. That was a system. He had a work-alone policy. Ronald, the health and safety person will tell you, it's advised where working with hazardous substances, you work with someone. That was a work. Why, did he, why didn't he send one or three? That's a system of its own, an operation system. Luke 10.17, feedback. Then the servant returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us, to us in your name. Customer feedback. That's another system in business. How do you hear from your customers? Luke 4, 18 to 19. Jesus knew his target market. That's a sales uh, marketing procedure. The poor, the brokenhearted, the captives, the blind, the oppressed. Luke 14, 28. For which of you intended, intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough money to finish it? Those are financial management systems. Budgeting is a process. How do you budget for your work? Ephesians 4.11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some teachers, evangelists, pastors. That is putting the right people in the right places. That's a human resource management system. Find people with their capabilities and put them where they should be. Exodus 18.21, Jethro finds Moses judging people. He used to sit there the whole day. People come with cases and judges and judges and judges and judges. Judges. Yeah, not judges. Then Jethro comes and tells him, boss, my son, you're going to wear out. Divide these people into teams and give leadership for people to judge. Let them bring you the difficult cases. The man with the key has left. Exodus 25, I love this one. The offerings and the sanctuary. When God gave instructions to Moses, he gave them specific instructions on how to offer, how to do the offerings, and how to build his sanctuary. And these were detailed to color, to the size, to the material of everything he wanted to be built. Even they were to offer the sacrifices, what to do with what part, their blood, etc. So those were systems documented and specific. Integration. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 26, 27. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. And there they are talking about people having different gifts. And they are saying everyone should use their gift for the fulfillment of, of, of the manifestation of Christ. And he's saying that if the arm says I'm not part of the body, what happens? If the eye says, mm, I'm not part of the body, you do your things. So it's an integration of systems. We, they need, we need to work together as departments, as people with different attributes. If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one of the members is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And this, you can look at it in different ways, as different businesses, as departments, different individuals in departments, or different organization departments. If the finance department says, I'm not releasing money, how can the operations guy work? When the guy goes and executes the job well and is celebrated, even the finance is celebrating. Yeah? So our systems must be integrated. Every organization needs integrated systems. Effective leaders, effective leaders have discovered that tasks are best accomplished and goals best achieved by organizing and implementing 
systems. In doing so, we are really imitating God, who, is, who has the passion for order and harmony. Okay? So I think we are settled with the fact that God and systems are one. So let's look at some of the business systems we have. We'll look at four basic systems, and there are many others. We'll look at operational, people, money, and sales and marketing. But there are others like health and safety, environment, governance, social responsibility, ETC, like I said, depending on the objectives of your organization. I found these quotes before we go into the systems. If you can't describe what you're doing as a process, you don't know what you're doing. That's the guy who went to Japan and sorted them out. Yeah? 94% of problems are systems-driven, and only 6% are people-driven. Here, this is, this is the one I like. If you are too busy to build good systems, then you will always be too busy. The man with the key? <clears throat> systems run the business, and people run the systems. If you're not working to get your business or investing operation to operate without you, you are thinking too small. Think teams and systems. That's Robert Kiyosaki. Let's start with operational systems. These ones, like we said, are going to cater for your product or your service. And they ensure consistency. That if I serve a, chicken, a piece of chicken, it is a piece of chicken to everyone who asks for this meal. That if I'm managing waste, I manage it in the same way. If I'm offering, if I'm making chips or crisps, they come out as the same product. At the same time, the same amount, the same quality. So these are ideally step-by-step -step processes of how a service or product, a service is done or product is manufactured. And I think this is the biggest of the uh, issues around systems, operational. I like to use restaurants because we all face these issues in restaurants. I don't know about you, but I do. Yeah? Where people, some people go to Java's because of time. You know that? But when they go to Java's, they know they'll eat at the right time and leave. But also there's a certain environment they expect there. There are some restaurants you are like, eh, will we keep time? No. There are some restaurants I've gone to, because, and, and I go to them because I know they will delay to take my order, but maybe they have, I won't mention it, but they have a PowerPoint that I can use my computer on. I know they will take their time. So when they take their time, they are consistent in not keeping time. So I go there expecting that. So they have their system to delay their service. But we're talking about good systems. For example, in a restaurant, a typical restaurant, cooking, okay, let's talk about serving, a serving procedure. The people should know what to do when the customer comes in, how they greet them, consistent, what they ask them for, what they return, when they take the bill, when they pay. It should be documented and every waiter trained. It should be in their face. Cooking procedures. How do you cook rice? We all know how to cook rice. Sad assumption. My wife is not here. But there's a story to that. But how do you actually cook rice? If, Evelyn cook, if I tell Evelyn, go and cook rice, he'll cook it, she'll cook it different from the, no, from olive. But if we have a recipe, I'll, 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 I'll excuse you for now. So the people in the restaurant should know how to cook the recipe for that restaurant. Because every chef will come and cook rice their way. You should know one kilo of rice, so many liters of water, so much oil, or how many tomatoes, or the weight. Yes, I mean, if you need to. Giving an example. That's where, that shows you that I, I can cook better rice. So it should all be documented. Otherwise, someone comes and throws in this, that, that. And the recipes are different. Yeah? So that system should be documented and trained. Cleaning and disinfection processes. This is what I enjoy. Yeah? If you're going to keep your food safe, you should tell people when to clean, how to clean, with what chemical, and train them. Yeah? 
Other you will serve people food that is not well. Equipment maintenance, those frying machines, whatever, they should be maintained. Are there procedures to because you're talking about the general business, yeah? So you wake up one morning and the, this thing that does chips is broken. Then I come to say, ha, a chuma food day. The coffee machine. Have you had the coffee machine? People yeah. love coffee. You go to you find a quick shop there, a coffee shop. Ha, the coffee machine has not started. Some of us like taking coffee in the morning on their way to work. It has not started. So you should know when does the shop open? Who who opens the restaurant? Who switches on what machine and when? All those things should be documented. Looks like stupid, but yes, that's what must happen. Yeah. So those are now think about your business. What is it that you need to write down? Human resources. Ensures right people in the right seats doing the right things. So these are step-by-step processes of first of all knowing the people you need, then hiring them, training them, retaining them, and releasing them when you have to. Yeah? So what's your hiring process? Who does the interview? If you if there is a vacancy, how soon do you release an advert? Or do you release an advert? What platforms do you use to ask for work? For people who need work? Do you have a, a sheet? For your interviews, what questions do you ask? How do you mark out the results? Yeah? After the first interview, is there a second? Is there a third? So all those things must, Evelyn, you're smiling. I'm speaking your language. Yeah? Code of conduct, how do people behave at work? Training processes, what skills do you need to add to your people? And how often, or what's your plan for the year? Do you have a training plan? How do you identify the skills gap? Yeah? Workplace health and safety, are you keeping your people safe as they work? Are they drinking water? Do they have a resting place if it's a factory? Do they have a license? Do they get medical checks? All those things must be documented. Then job descriptions. Who does what? Money, finance. Alf broke it down very well the last time. So everything I've talked about, is it documented? Yeah? How do you plan, organize, monitor, and control your finances? Do you have a budget process? An expenditure procedure? Who spends when? Who requests for money? Who goes to the bank? Supplier selection. Who supplies you? How do you select them? Do you just walk into a shop and say, I want that and that and that? Next tomorrow you're at another shop. How do you, consist, how do you consistently manage such quality? Hmm? Procurement procedures and many other things. So I insist, do you write down these things and are they trained and actually used? Sales and marketing. This ensures brand awareness and market share. How do you identify your customers? How do you inform them of your existence? And then how do you take your services and products to them? Yeah? Do you have a sales and marketing procedure? Do you do research around your customers? Do you do, you do bidding? Is there a bidding process? How do you find bids? Who responds to bids? Who signs off the documents? Mm-hmm. Systems. All right. So there are some good to haves. All right. I think we talked about operational systems. We've talked about sales, we've talked about finance and human resource. Those are basic four. And like I said, there are many others. So what, there are some good to have. As you develop these systems, we're going to quickly go through how to do that. And you think, how do I actually develop a system? There are many ways, and there are many good systems to operate with. But I chose this one. We call it the PDCA cycle. You remember the guy from Japan? That's the one he used, yeah? So you plan, you do, you check, and you act. And we're going to talk about it briefly. So one, remember I said you ha- you, it, it, your systems will depend on the objectives of the organization. What do you want to achieve? What are your goals? What are your objectives? And what services do you offer? So that's the first step of building a system you plan. This is what we do. We do waste management, uh, waste masters limited. We want to 
to want an income of 250 million, we're going to get that income from 500 customers, all right? What next then you do? So you identify your key processes in the four areas we talked about, your sales processes, your procurement processes, uh, finance, and operations. And write down what exactly do you need to do to, uh, to, to serve these people? Do you need trucks? How many people do you need? Who will be doing what and when? Then you test those processes. Okay, let's test one. Go serve customer X, see if it works. You go walk through the process and confirm that that process actually works. After confirming that it works, you document it. After documenting it, you implement. So you train your people and keep those records. Yeah? That's a simple, it's a lot, it's, a, it's, a, it's more complex than this, but that's a simple way. You can start with simple systems by planning. You do, you check that the system works and implement and train your people and keep your records. Yeah? But the key thing for me there is training, training, training. Like I said, 94% of the problems are system problems. Six are people problems. So if these people are not trained, you're risking the 94. Yeah? So develop your systems, train people. Write down the simple processes. And it can be as simple as you can make it. Enter the room, close the door. Sit down, bring the file, do this. It can be as simple as that. But with time you realize you're going to knock off some of those simple things until you solidify your process very well. So there are some things that are good to have. When you develop your systems for operations, you develop an operations manual. Yeah? This is how we do this. Da, 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 da. Step one, step two, step three. You, do, uh, you go to the HR manual. You do the same thing. Finance manual. Sales and marketing manual. And the Apple can help you develop these systems. You can read. I identified those four systems. You can read about total quality management, ISO 9000, linear management, or Toyota production system and Sigma 6. Go read about them, see how they happen, and if you can apply, please do. Yeah? And finally, effective leaders have discovered that tasks are best accomplished and goals best achieved by organizing and implementing systems. In doing so, we're really imitating God who has a passion for order and harmony. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll take one or two questions. Yes. Good morning, church. Morning. Uh, mine is not a question. I'm just adding on to what you have said. Uh, a documented system can be one of those tools that management can use to influence organizational culture. So if, for example, the organization has a good uh, method of producing quality products, just put that in writing and then let it be uh, the procedure for producing quality products going forward. If an organization is struggling with uh, managing customer complaints, for example, then it's an opportunity for you to write out the way in which you want customer complaints to be, to be managed. So in so doing, you influence the culture of how your organization works uh, to, to achieve its goals. Uh, two, organizational culture is, should not come from uh, it should, not, it should not come from another place. It should be developed by the organization itself. A uh, number of times I've, I've uh, recognized uh, organizations, they bring some consultants from out, and then these consultants spend a few weeks or a few months writing out how they think it should be done, and then they leave it to the organization, and it just doesn't work. So the, the members, the people who are going to, to implement these structures need to be a part of are developing the, 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 the procedure. Then these organizational 
uh, systems are not static. They should keep changing as the business changes, as the business develops. If you have uh, systems to manage a two-story building, uh, it's different when the building is four stories. Yeah? Worship harvest when it was uh, at ground level, uh, it's different when it is four stories eh? because things are different. So the, the system should be able to change, to adapt to it. Now, organizational systems require management commitment and necessary arrangements have to, be, have to be put in place by management to ensure that these systems work. If a system, for example, you have planned that as soon as a customer raises an issue, you respond to the customer within, for, within 15 minutes. But you have not made arrangements for staff to be on hand 24 hours a day to implement that system, then you have confused yourself. So management plays a role not just to make resources available, but to lead in implementing this system so that the staff can follow. Uh, finally, organizational systems, uh, how do I put it? Organizational systems are a good way to set customer expectations. As you mentioned it, if your systems result in serving a customer after 30 minutes, keep it at 30 minutes. It may seem like a long time, but customers will start seeing value in it, knowing that they can come and do other things as the 30 minutes take their time before they are served. And that's a good thing. Lastly, organizational systems, uh, as you document them, you need to plan for evidence to prove that they are being implemented. Good system, uh, as, as long as we are having babies, there is evidence that the good systems, uh, the reproductive system is working. So in our organizations, we need to, we need to plan for output documents. Yeah, if you say that when someone gets injured at work, uh, it's reported. When you, when you leave the organization and come back after six months, or if you call a consultant or an auditor to come in, what evidence do they want to see that this system is being implemented? So you need to have uh, those as well. Thank you. Thank you, Ronald. Thank you, Ronald. Mine is on obstacles, challenges, hindrances. What, what do you have in mind? from your experience, I mean, and tips on overcoming them. Overcoming what? Building systems? Challenges. Challenges in building systems. Oh, okay. Challenges in building systems. Um, there are challenges until the system is helping you, okay? Until you can go on holiday, they stop to be challenges. But I'll give examples. Cost might be a thing. You might have to find, oh my goodness, I cannot do accounts myself, I need someone to do that. I cannot keep on, I used to go and spray people's homes. I had to stop. You realize you need a human resource manager, you need, so there could be costs. But the beauty with that is since you're growing, you're trusted by customers and also you offer a good service. So I see the challenges eventually turn into benefits. Of course there's training people, uh, you have, that's a, a continual thing like you said, you have to keep training people and you have to keep learning from the system because it might fail and you need to improve it. So whatever challenges that are in building systems are actually benefits. But yes, costs, training people, getting the right people and many other things. And maybe just to add, it's best to start systems when your organization is small, when you are alone or two people. That's the best time to start. Because sometimes you'll be thinking, ah, oh, those are for big companies. No, it's actually worse. If you try to implement systems when your organization has started already employing 100 people, it will take you longer. So start now. 
These things are for us. And actually, these are some of the tools that are going to help us grow and multiply. Yeah? So ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much and have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.